So this is a little bit hard of a sermon, and there's also no baptismal font for me to lean on, so if you could be praying for me, what would you do? That would be awesome. Um, so one night I was waiting for the bus. Um, I was in my first year of seminary, living just outside of Vancouver in Canada. It was probably 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Um, when a fight broke out. Except that it wasn't a fight. It was three girls beating up another girl. And they were probably as far away from me as I am to the bell tables. They were maybe 13 or 15 years old. Um, And so three of them were ganged around in a circle with the one girl in the middle curling up and trying to protect her face while the other girls were kicking her uh, and hitting her and cussing at her and calling her all kinds of horrible, awful, awful names. Uh, And so this is the hard part of the story. Uh, Guess what I did? Nothing. I turned my back and pretended that I, like I tried to imagine that I couldn't see them or hear them. And when the bus came, I got on the bus and paid my fare and sat down. And you know what? Every single other person at the bus stop did that same thing. There are not a lot of black and whites in this world. Life is messy and complicated and there are two or three or ten sides to every story and it's really hard to tell the bad guys from the good guys or if there even are bad guys or just bad choices. It's really hard usually to tell what the right thing to do is or if there even is a right thing. But this wasn't like that. This one was so clear. This was three bullies picking on one girl. She wasn't even fighting back. They were younger than me. They were smaller than me. There were no weapons involved. We were in a well-lit public place. There were other people around. I absolutely could have stepped in and done something. They were punching her in the head. And I just froze. I don't think I even took my headphones out of my ears. Samuel Wells says that the Christian life is like improv. It's like jazz. You practice and practice and practice. You learn theory. You imitate role models. You drill scales over and over and over so that when life happens and there's no script and there's no sheet music, you just respond instinctively in a way that's faithful to your training. You guys got to understand, I was in seminary when this happened. I was spending like every waking minute praying and reading and writing and learning and talking about Jesus. And the one chance that I get to really be Jesus, and I just, I don't know. What I do know is that Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
is everything that I was not that night. Probably only 13 or 15 herself, Mary is like fearless. She is not only all in to carry the Savior of the world inside her, but she nails what the birth of Jesus is going to mean for this world, and she like sings it out. God is going to turn this world upside down. God is going to knock the rich off their pedestals. God is going to pull up everybody who has been pushed down with a mighty arm and the strength of thousands. Mary is like the first punk singer, the first rock and roller. Her full name, Miriam, means the rebellion. Her radical acceptance of God's will for her life gives birth to this radical rejection of the state of her world. Not okay with the way things are, she proclaims with fierce joy the way things will be. And you better believe that if she had been at the bus stop that night, those three bullies wouldn't have stood a chance. Not a chance. Mary's song is good news for the poor. It's good news for the hungry. It's good news for the powerless. It's good news for the game changers and the freedom fighters and the truth tellers and everybody who's working to change the world. Because unto them is about to be born a savior and a new reign is about to break forth. But what about for me? What about for a white girl from a good family with a salary and health insurance and like the best job in the world? What about for someone who has eight pairs of heels and a $24 bottle of shampoo? And please don't tell Andrew about that. <laughs> what about for someone who went back for three helpings at Thanksgiving? What about for someone who turns their back at a bus stop. What is the good news for me? And honestly, I don't totally know what the answer is, but I'm guessing it has something to do with repentance, something to do with grace, something to do with second chances, and with mercies that flow in wave after wave. Not everybody can be merry, marching through the streets, holding up banners, proclaiming the good news at the top of their lungs. Definitely not everybody can be Jesus, releasing captives, setting prisoners free, restoring sight to the blind. But I think that everybody, even me, can be John. John, that baby who leaps for joy in his mother Elizabeth's womb. John, who grows up to tell the world, to tell the world that the dawn is drawing near. John, who sees God on the road, catches just a glimpse and says, Hey, everybody, look over there. God is up to something. So, hey, everybody, look up. God is up to something. 
The dawn is drawing near. Christ is coming for Mary and Joseph and wise men and angels, for prophets and princes and shepherds and sheep, for heroes and hillbillies and overachievers, for jokers and junkies and that guy in front of you in the checkout line, and even, maybe especially, for girls who turn their back at the bus stop. Amen. <laughs>